too. Luke shot into the wild water and skidded through it, straight into an open arch. The kayak surfed into the archway and struck a side wall with a sickening crunch. The bow dipped, filling with water. At the same time, the wave, squeezed between the walls, rose giddily up towards the roof. In danger of being crushed against the roof, Luke flung himself forward over the deck, bracing himself. But the wave broke and a thundering torrent of water came crashing down on him. The broken bow of the kayak disappeared underwater, and the tip of the stern hit the roof as he flew down the face of the collapsing wave and burst into the dim light. He found himself in a narrow gorge, with sheer cliffs rising on both sides, and a thin rectangle of sky high above. The wave surged along, curling its edges up the walls. The kayak slewed around, heavy with sea in the front compartment. Only the thin bulwark held back the water that could flood through at any second and drag him to the bottom. While he struggled to control the sluggish kayak, Luke felt the wave begin to die. The gorge ended in a sheer cliff, but at its base was a tiny half-moon of beach. With a final effort, Luke thrust the paddle in, and his crippled kayak dragged itself forward to be cast onto the sand, grating and grinding to a halt. Luke sat, shocked by the stillness. He rubbed his eyes. The beach of brown sand was only two or three metres across. Above it was the silent, waiting cliff. It took a while for the thought to hit him. I did it! He held the paddle above his head and yelled at the top of his voice, Yes! His cry bounced from cliff to cliff, rising to the sky at the mountaintop. He heard the echo and raised his face to scream, I won! And the rock walls answered back, One, 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 one. The stern of the kayak slipped to the side as a quiet wave came in. That reminded him. He was alive, but his kayak was wrecked. He leant over to inspect the bow. It looked as if it had been split by a sledgehammer. He ripped the spray deck off and fell out onto the beach. He rolled on the soft sand, punched it, hugged it, dug his hands into it and threw it in the air. Brown sand caked his T-shirt and shorts, bare arms and legs, but he didn't care. He was on solid ground. He wriggled the toes of his sneakers into the sand, half burying them with delight. A wave lifted the stern of the kayak. The paddle slid off, and cold water swirled around Luke. Panicked, he thought, get the food. He flung himself at the kayak before the undertow started, grabbed a deck rope with one hand, and hung on. The kayak started to slide out. In an effort to stop it, Luke dug his heels into the sand, which slipped like wet cement, the undertow dragging him into deeper water. But he held the kayak until the next wave. This time, he pulled it right up under the cliff, just out of reach of the water. The paddle was carried out and dashed against a wall of rock that was so high, Luke felt like an insect caught in the bottom of a long box. He remembered that every thirteenth wave is higher than the rest, and imagined a king wave rising above the reefs, bursting through the arch and rushing towards his beach. The colour drained from his face. He put one hand over his mouth. Slowly, he turned to the cliff 
and hardly daring to raise his eyes, searched for the high tide mark. There it was, above his head.